Welcome back to Ethereal Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Rose, and for today's episode, we are going to be talking about dark femininity and this whole dark feminine era that we are in, which in my perception, I believe it to be the toxic feminine or the wounded masculine in Manifest. So I'll be diving deep into that today, and if you don't share this perspective with me, that's fine. However, there is a dormant power within all of us, men and women, and it is known as the divine feminine energy. And this is one of the most powerful energies that we can harness within us, especially as a collective. And right now, there is a divine feminine rising happening within us all. So our girl Sarah Elk is going to be covering that topic in the intro. If you are interested in unleashing your real inner divinity without having to succumb to the whole dark feminine programming going on in our society today, this episode is for you. So today I will be talking all about what the rise of the divine feminine is truly about. And at the end of this, I will share the esoteric results of the divine feminine rising. There were very important energetic shifts that took place in the 1960s. A large cycle spanning over centuries was coming to a close that had reached its peak in the 1950s, as well as energetic groundwork that was needed in preparation for the coming harmonic convergence. This cycle that was closing out was the exploration of separation consciousness. The masculine and feminine energies had been entirely separated in the collective for millenniums as they were on a deep excavation into a sort of vision quest of how gender is expressed in the physical form without its counterpart expression. In order for this to happen, the masculine and feminine energies needed to be cut off from one another so that we could experience what that expression of gender would be like in their fully separated states doesn't mean that each gender was cut off completely from the energy of the opposite sex. What it means is that this stark division between the two has been the dominant theme taking place. The male energy was regarded as above the feminine energy and placed in an exalted position due to its sheer physical strength. The masculine energy being a superior force to the feminine then trickled down into every neuron of the collective conscious until we fully accepted it and we even applied it onto our concept of God. So the masculine energy being cut off in the heart center from its feminine counterpart projected its power even onto the cosmos itself. And that is why to this very day, people refer to God as a he. It's a reflection of our limited ability to grasp infinity by assigning it a gender based on the merit of physical strength, no less. In all fairness, it's a sobering reality to know that any man at any moment can snap a woman's neck like a twig. Emphasizing the attributes of the masculine energy as our context for the divine isn't a far stretch if you consider that we are always glorifying the attributes that we consider are the fittest to survive. The feminine was also seen as the fittest to survive during matriarchal cycles where empathy and collaboration are considered more important. What determines this quality that we find the most worthy in any given era for survival in anthropology is called selective pressure. But the seesaw between what's been considered more holy, the feminine or the masculine, is now reaching a plot twist because there are cycles within larger cycles. Due to the law of rhythm, 
Once the peak of an experience has been reached in this universe, the momentum begins to shift, the energies ebb and travel back to the opposite end of the cycle it's on. No different than the curvature of an actual story arc. And apparently these energies reached the epitome of their expression with the advent of Leave It to Beaver. Where there was once oppression, there will inevitably be expression. Where there was unconsciousness, there will be enlightenment. Where there was separation, there will be unity. This forced the feminine energy into a subordinate state where every form of abuse of power that one could exercise upon the feminine energy has been played out over this cycle of separation consciousness. The feminine energy has been mutilated, not only stripped of her divinity, but also of her dignity. Due to this exploration and this abuse in power, the feminine energy has become a caricature of her true essence. Keep in mind that this imprint is also carried in men as well, since we have all been both genders. Men have feminine energy just as much as women do. It's not just an issue for biological women in this one lifetime. In fact, we all have embodied the perpetrator energy to varying degrees in different lifetimes, so there is no soul with their proverbial hands clean. Yet the wounding to the feminine is so deep that it needed its own time-space continuum in order to heal it. And that is the story arc we find ourselves in. The feminine energy has been stuck in the trauma response called fawn. Fawn is the least known response of all the states of trauma our nervous system enters. It's where we learn to adapt to an unsafe environment by pleasing our abuser. We fawn over them in an attempt to be spared by them. Over time, when this becomes a chronic response, it can turn into Stockholm Syndrome, where we defend abusers, navigate hostility, until we've grown resentful, or even worse, we don't recognize pathology anymore. And that's what has happened. A large percentage of humanity don't even recognize that their whole identity, belief systems, perceptions, and personality has been shaped from their fawn response, pleasing the dominant energy in order to avoid its wrath. So with fawn being the collective trauma response that the feminine energy has been stuck in for centuries, we could see why it's not so easy to suddenly switch gears and transition out of the state and into empowerment. Furthermore, we haven't seen the final form of what actual empowerment looks like in the feminine nor masculine energy because we are still in a deep phase where both are in need of more healing for them to truly be in their power. So these two energies are going to look wonky during this whole process because there is an immense purging taking place and it needs to in order for the divine feminine to truly come through in her actual power. Certain groups of being came into this life with the template of this archetype of the wounded feminine with the purpose to assist in the transmutation of the feminine into the divine feminine. So if you would like to know more about this group called the Blu-rays, let me know in the comments and I'll make a video explaining this concept in depth. That said, could you blame the feminine energy for being so wounded? It holds the bitter charge of persecution, terror, deprivation, and subordinance deep inside the collective psyche. It's not enough she needs to heal. She must make her healing look pretty ladylike and in a healed way, which defeats the whole purpose. 
This is exactly why the feminine is healing most in this time period by activating the throat center. Because there's a cellular transmutation that occurs when one is able to express what was once not safe enough to express and to define oneself where once one wasn't allowed to define themselves. Which is why in the spirit of this age, anger is actually a sign of a healing taking place. Because even though emotions like anger or rage are clear indicators of a being not feeling safe, ironically, they are also indicators of a being feeling safe enough to express that level of intensity. And that is significant progress from a being in the trauma response of fawn or freeze, where a being could not afford to be angry. To put this another way, in order for a person to express emotions like anger or rage, a person has to feel safe enough to use their voice in the first place. And if their willpower is paralyzed, then it's actually a positive shift to be in the state of anger, despite its outward appearance. So for women, the strongest medicine at this point is activating our throat center in our everyday life. Even if it's not in a controversial way, but especially if it's in a controversial way, because we are deeply intimidated by the power of our own voice and our own truth. Side note, healing is not pretty. I really wish it were. We can find beauty in it all. We can make it our muse. We can draw strength from it. And along the journey, we can even learn to love it. But healing has distinct stages and cycles that are going to bring equal proportion of expression to whatever was suppressed and denied. The feminine energy is going through an enormous up-leveling and it's manifesting as emotional whiplash. It did not come all at once in stunning clarity. She is disturbed, not always rational. She is not always pretty. She remembers, sudden rage, she was violated. This is the collective archetypal energy that the feminine is processing in this age, emotional whiplash. This is the birthing process. This is the ugly struggle to rise. The cellular memory of being in fawn, becoming of a version of herself, not that she wanted, not that she chose, but the version that would best survive. And during this entire pendulum swing, the divine masculine is showing up for the feminine in direct, bold and deeply touching ways to the best of his ability. While the wounded masculine mocks, belittles and denies the existence or the need of this redemption arc. As though acknowledging the torture the feminine has endured would mean to invalidate their own pain. Now, there are esoteric implications why the energies on earth are supporting this purification process. And that's because there is another meaning for the rise of the divine feminine, besides the one that I just shared. And that is the rise of our emotional body into equal esteem as the mind. We overemphasize the power of the mind, especially in the spiritual community, while rejecting the magic and the wisdom of our emotions. We don't mean to do this and we aren't aware of its implications, but the universe is. And in order for us to spiritually evolve, we have to connect the body and the mind, the heart and the intellect in order to embody higher bandwidths of consciousness. In its most subtle form, the final act of aggression against the feminine energy is not an external one. It's when we abuse our emotional body by using the mind to overpower it. 
The mind is so highly regarded that its capabilities are innocently pitted against our emotions when they could be used to release judgments holding the suppressed energy in place. For us to become multidimensional, we need to build the emotional body up, rise, so that it can come into equilibrium with the power of the mind. This is our current evolutionary step, and this is the true meaning of the rise of the divine feminine. So that was Sarah Elk, otherwise known as the alchemist. She's a beautiful representation of the divine feminine rising within us all. This was actually a little clip from her divine feminine rising episode. And she's just amazing. I look up to her so much. She has inspired my journey in many ways. So shout out to Sarah. So I first want to say that I am not programmed into the dark feminine matrix. And in this episode, I'm going to be explaining why. I really never fell into this thing. There was always something about it that I intuitively did not trust. And I didn't like it, you know. And as a TikTok content creator, it's tough because in my space, right, in my niche, it's so popular. It's this popular video that TikTok pushes out. Anytime you make a topic on dark feminine, how to manipulate guys, it goes viral, you know, and it's easy to grow your account making content like this. But I was just never drawn to it intuitively because I felt like something was completely off. It's all about dark manipulation techniques to make men or women obsessed with you. And for me, it's like, that's not even necessary when you understand your true nature and your divine feminine power which comes natural to you you are equipped with this dormant energy within you you don't need to manipulate anyone and this is not to place judgment on people that make conscious efforts to make people obsessed with them whatever to each their own however it's like the toxic feminine that has yet to discover her true nature because she has yet to heal her wounded masculine. And the wounded masculine is an energy that seeks dominance, control, and manipulation. It can't feel love because it refuses to surrender to the feminine. And it's crazy because like in the dark feminine era, we are actually seeing a healed feminine, but a wounded masculine energy. Because the wounded feminine feels powerless and seeks validation. The healed does not. So obviously we're dealing with a healed feminine here. She's not really seeking validation. And she's not feeling powerless. In fact, it's the complete opposite. But the wounded masculine is a manipulator. It thrives on that. It seeks love through control, power, and dominance. And there is a lack of trust, a lack of love. So I believe that this is the mask the wounded masculine is actually wearing because it will do anything. I mean, anything in the world than to surrender to love. I mean, if it were a person, it would rather just jump in front of a bus. That's the honest truth. It's just difficult to surrender to love because it has been so wounded. It has been manipulated. It has been humiliated. The trust has been broken somehow within this polarity. And this is just simply how the ego manifests itself. 
And the thing about the ego is that it's an illusion to begin with. So it's like this whole service to self thing and this whole dark feminine paradigm is an illusion, you guys. It's essentially someone that has not found their power, but they are masking as if. Ladies, men, if you are listening to this, not a lot of guys do, so I'm going to focus on the girls, especially for this episode. Because women right now are seeking dominance. We have feminists who are trying to dominate and overpower the masculine. At first, it was trying to be equal to the masculine energy. And now it's seeking dominance. (laughs) Again, toxic, toxic energy, you guys. Do not fall for this. It's all a program, like 100% a program. The powerful divine feminine rising within man right now is a cleanse. It's a renewal. It's a renewal of the mind body, the emotional body, right? Because the feminine energy seeks to be in the present moment. And to be in the present moment, you cannot be stuck in the past and you cannot be stuck in the future. Therefore, a form of healing must take place. And this is the cleansing that happens as the Christ rises within us all. And I don't mean this from a religious perspective. I mean the feminine energy, right? Imagination. As God is one with imagination, it's the right brain. And this is what's rising, you guys, right now. That right brain, imagination, creativity, intuition. It's all on the up and up. We are creating much more. We are trusting the unseen realities. That's the kind of manifestation that I teach. I teach it through esoteric biblical principles, Eastern philosophy and psychology, neuro-linguistic programming, and noetic science. I love that. And this is basically the connection of the mind-body and the soul and how things manifest in all forms and how the universe is like completely mental. I can go on and on about this, but I have other episodes where I dive a little bit deeper on those topics. So let's backtrack a little bit and dive into what the divine feminine actually is. I get that question all the time. So basically all ancient civilizations have this concept represented in ancient mythology. The Egyptians had Isis, the Greeks had Aphrodite, and Hindus had Shakti. So like I've said before, this is the right hemisphere of the brain in charge of imaginal acts, intuition, joy, emotions, things like that. So it represents emotional balance, the emotional equilibrium within us all. Basically, it's someone that's not unhinged and completely insecure and reactive. It's focused on experience and feeling, not the outcome. So the divine feminine energy is what we use to manifest, to create. It's our creative power. And this is why I say, this is Christ's second coming, you guys. This is Christ rising within man. Let's say, if we are focused more on experience and feeling, And this represents the divine feminine energy, which is rising. This means the creative power is manifesting. Who is the creative power? Christ, as defined in scripture. And we're not focused on outcomes because we're not focused on the future. We are living in the present. So this is exactly what manifestation is, is walking in the unseen reality in our imagination 
and our imaginal X not focused on the outcome, meaning we're not focused on how or when it's going to happen. That is a masculine trait because masculinity is all about control. And of course, we need this balance of both to create. However, we're speaking of this power that's rising within us. I want you to understand what's really happening here. So the divine feminine wants to just be. She doesn't want to do. She's the receiver. She's the goddess energy. Whether you are a man or a woman, picture someone sitting on their throne and just being fed grapes and not needing to lift a finger. Everything comes to you. That is the power within us all. So what is more powerful than that? What is more powerful than knowing that you are the king or queen of your mind palace, therefore the king or queen of your reality and the experiences that you experience? (laughs) Nothing, you guys, nothing, okay? You don't need to manipulate to be this magnetic, to receive, to make people obsessed with you if that's your objective. You simply need to allow that feminine energy to rise within you. Your natural, sovereign, God-given, birthright, natural power. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. So I'm just not a fan of this whole dark feminine power thing, baby. This has to do with death and rebirth and transformation. The destruction that comes with renewal and transformation. Yet... That is exactly what the Divine Feminine is. She's not this light energy whatsoever. It's the complete opposite. You are unleashing your authentic energy, your magnetism. You're establishing boundaries, healthy ones, meaning you don't let people fuck with you. You don't let people cross you. You don't need to be in some dark, manipulative energy for that. That is the toxic masculine arising within so many women because they have been mistreated. But guess what this is doing? This is only creating more wounded masculine energies. Just observe the world right now and the dating scene and what people have to say about it because the limbic system is being hijacked, you guys. You are being programmed. No one wants to procreate and have kids. No one wants to get married. People are afraid to date. They're not trusting each other. Of course, this energy rising in the collective consciousness is a huge threat to the ego and it causes chaos and it causes tower moments because it's here to flip tables. It's here to turn around realities. And when you are turning around a reality, it creates a huge mess because you are basically wiping the slate clean. That's what happens when we are in the process of creation and many of us are. Many of us are harnessing this energy that is a threat to the male ego and the masculine energy. It's not just about male gender, but a lot of males have this wounded masculine energy that is manifesting throughout society. And everyone is falling victim to it. No one wants to love anymore because there is a skewed perception of love. So I'm addressing this today because this is a powerless act. You are not a bad bitch for manipulating men. You are just a hurt person. And actually this goes for manipulating men or women. A woman in her power does not need to manipulate to get what she wants. 
She doesn't need to try to make someone obsess. She doesn't even consciously manifest like that. It's all an unconscious act because she is completely magnetic. The more you tap into your divine feminine energy, the more you tap into your heart space. And when you tap into your heart space, your feminine magnetism expands. The magnetic field around your heart literally expands, okay? Picture a super glowy, happy person that's always smiling and they have their shoulders back. Their state of being is so upbeat and their frequency is so high, you can feel it when they walk in the room. You cannot help but stare at this person. That is the DF rising babe. Putting on red lipstick and wearing dark clothes is the divine feminine. She is not soft. She is not light. There's nothing soft and light about her. When you see people talking about light feminine, they're not talking about the polarity within you. It's like a carnal perspective. It's like a gender specific thing that society has done with the real meaning of these energies. It doesn't just apply to women. It applies to all of us. So I just see this as so unnecessary. It's like, why not just harness your power, you know? And by the way, if you hear my puppy snoring in the background, apologies. She's a baby and keeping her quiet is nearly impossible. Also, I think she might have ADD, but I'm working on changing that. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about this powerful energy. So as Sarah mentioned, the divine feminine is currently rising in us like we've never seen before. And in other words, this is our imagination, our magnetism, our intuition, fertility, right? Our creative energy, like I said, and the authentic energy is what this is really. Rising in your authenticity, there's nothing more powerful than that because you don't care what people think about you. You are literally a force and setting firm boundaries is another quality of this energy because this is the case of self-love. This is the result of self-love. The only way to find self-love is to go within yourself. That's it. To focus on yourself and redirect it all within yourself. And what is inside of you? The kingdom of God, the kingdom of consciousness your bodies of awareness and when you are tending to your garden and you're watering the garden of your mind and you're sowing thoughts that you know are going to create your abundance and loving relationships in your objective reality you are expanding your magnetic field and you are becoming more attractive your vitality increases your magnetic energy increases you're in your power there's nothing you can't do you are unstoppable you don't care what people have to say you are totally sure of yourself you trust your intuition you trust your discernment and your decision making when it comes to partnerships and your life and where you're going and who you are tell me What's more powerful than that? You can be sexy. You can be dark. You can be all of those things. You can be whatever the hell you want to be. It's simply your identity suit. And I'm not gonna lie. To humble myself really quick, I actually fell into this trap for maybe a few days and I made a playlist because it's like dark and sexy music. And if you know me as a Scorpio, I love that. And my favorite colors are black and red. So I love that sultry look, you know, the dark vibe. 
and I'm all about that. And I get many messages, people saying that I'm a dark feminine. That's the energy they get from me. But what you're feeling is the power of the divine feminine rising within me because I'm surrendering to my right brain, my imagination. So yes, I live in my imaginal acts like 24-7. And some people might call that delusional, but I call it real life. Because the real delusion is your current world of decay, your objective reality that is dead and gone and has come to pass. And people aren't realizing this. And so they're calling manifesting delusional and telling you to be delusional, yet the delusion is literally the objective reality that you are looking at before you right now. It's crazy. When I tell you this world is so inverted, I mean it. And like I've said in previous episodes, I'm like an ego bandit. (laughs) I know how the ego manifests itself in all of its forms because I've dedicated my life to cracking the matrix code and then passing along the information and creating success stories and setting people free. That's my life mission. You know, it sounds crazy to think about, but when you realize how the mind works, and how your objective reality is simply feedback and a response to your inner system. I mean, your whole world changes. You can't help but shout it from the rooftops. So I love it and it's so rewarding to be able to share this. I'm growing with you and you're my number one supporters along this journey. Believe it or not, really quick, I want to mention that I grew up surrounded by Christian people and religious people. If it wasn't Christianity, it was Catholicism. And because of this, my family believed that I was some sort of witch and into dark magic. And they were even scared of me at some point. I was shunned. And I was excluded. When I say I'm the black sheep of my family and a disruptor, I mean it. Like, I have created so much confusion around the people around me. And I've had to accept being misunderstood. And I've had to exercise my faith and my conviction like never before. And it's crazy saying this because I've been surrounded by religious people who preach faith and belief like no one else. Yet... They're the ones testing me, and I see this as how the universe tests us as well, and to see if we're ready to receive. It's a series of mental tests as we're navigating this reality through energies and frequency. I've had to persist in my belief with super strong conviction, and the lack of support from my family and launching my manifestation coaching business and my dream business, Ethereal Girl, the podcast, the playbook, these are my dreams coming to fruition because I've always wanted to give back creatively and live in my truth the way that I'm living in my truth now, whereas before I was basically just doing things for money. I'm so grateful for you guys, especially for this reason. You are my soul family. That's how I see things. I do believe that as I exercise my creative power, I am manifesting people aligns with me and people that can understand my journey and appreciate it and understand the language that I speak. But I just wanted to quickly say I am so grateful for all of you 
and my listeners. So the way that we access our own wholeness and our true power is the union between both your sacred masculine and your sacred feminine, which together create alternate timelines. And like Sarah says, these energies have been separated by what I call the matrix reality, the wounding, the programming, and all of these thoughts that have infiltrated our collective minds. It has separated these energies inside of us and created a lot of pain, a lot of trauma that is manifesting. And we can see this through social media. We can see this all over the place in real life. It's everywhere. It's not through trying to balance your feminine shadow with your light shadow and creating this powerhouse. The truth is, until you hemi-sync the left and right hemisphere to create balance and align action, you are not going to birth a new timeline for yourself. And I promise you this comes down to manifestation for me, all of my episodes do. Every single thing that you're ever going to hear me talking about ties back into our creative power, you guys, because I'm here to teach manifestation in different ways through my own path and what I have collected along the way, my wisdom. And I want to give that back to you because my life has completely changed. And I mean that I'm going to make an episode one of these days to really get into how much my life has changed. Because many people look at me and assume that I've had it so easy, that I'm just lucky. And I don't even believe in that word lucky. And you should never deny yourself of the ability to create those miracles. You don't need to manipulate, you don't need to gain control to each their own, I'm just sharing my perception. You have got to connect thought with feeling and balance. You've got to have a balanced mind, balanced emotions, and align action to create an alternate timeline for yourself. So the integration of these sacred energies is important. And when you have a wounded masculine energy, it's not going to happen because there is an imbalance. The dark feminine energy that is taught today is all about the self. It's all about feeding the ego body and it lacks love, therefore it lacks expansion. It's a mask and when that mask slips, you feel like crap because you are wearing a false truth. Your real self, the real truth, is that you are real power, you are just unaware of it. You are the manifestation of power, you are the manifestation of God and his image. So, wow, okay, Lola is snoring in the background. (laughs) Yeah, it's just what it is. But yes, so this manifests all the shitty relationships, the cheating and people no longer wanting to have babies. What's happening is, is this is actually controlled by fear. Anything that is in a consciousness of fear is going to seek control because it feels powerless. And so it must wear a mask in one form or another. You know, this could sometimes manifest as someone that is unfaithful. This manifests as someone that is a liar, a deceiver. And this manifests as someone that is a manipulator, someone that is trying to seek love but doing it through dominance and control. That's it. This manifests as a narcissist. 
There are many different ways that this manifests, but at the end of the day, as you can tell, it's in the negative polarity of consciousness. Therefore, it is toxic. It's toxic to your mind, your emotional body, and the whole point is to gain control of your emotional and mind body who are looking to you for guidance. And you are not going to get that alignment when you are imbalanced, when you are confused. If we really want to be in our creative power, we want to have the wildest imaginations and therefore we must be open to different concepts. However, I'm very intuitive and I'm very in tune with my inner kingdom. And when I feel something is off, it's usually because a thought is not in alignment with my truth. The wounded masculine is basically someone who is wearing a mask of power. You know, think someone cheating on you, manipulating, lying. These are people that are actually weak and vulnerable, but afraid to submit to their truth. They are afraid to submit to the feminine. And it's that simple. No matter how you try to spin it, it's not true power because it's wearing a mask of power. And this is the toxic feminine era that we are in. So it's important to really open your eyes. I'm very open to different concepts because we must be like a child to really play in our imagination and you'll notice that the soul is really seeking to get back into being like a child once more and exercising that creative power within us like kids do they're very receptive to any possibility so i don't want to say this whole thing is wrong and i'm right it's simply my perception I am not in alignment with that consciousness and I'm only sharing why I'm not and the way that I view things and who knows, maybe it might open your eyes a little bit and help you kind of see that we genuinely really are interacting with energies when we are interacting with people and when things manifest in our lives and they happen to be toxic, it's always good to have that self-awareness and realize where is this coming from, right? What do I have going on in my mind? What have I allowed to infiltrate my mind to create this? Why do I feel the need to control and to seek love in this manner? Because deep down, I know love is what I seek. It's only through control and manipulation. But at the end of the day, it's love that I seek. Why am I so fearful of being vulnerable? Why am I so scared to let that natural inner power in me arise within me? Is it because I'm afraid of love? Why am I afraid of love? Was I hurt in the past? Was I abandoned in the past? Go back to your inner child, you know, ask these questions because you know the answers. Just continue diving deep and figure out what's causing this fear of love. What's causing this fear of submitting into your natural magnetic energy, which you find when you tap into your heart, when you open your heart and you dismantle the illusions around it. If you haven't listened to episode one, please go listen to that because I'm telling you when you find self-love, you find your true power. That's what it's all about. Closing out this episode, I want to share four tips on unleashing her. So first of all, honor your own path, your truth. This is something that I had to do. 
Don't buy into societal programming or societal standards. It's false. It's the false reality. When we were kids, we were programmed straight out of the womb. We are protected in the womb, and as soon as we come out, it's a bunch of different things that hit us all at once. And I will never know why the system is truly set up in the way that it is. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. I have realized that things are indeed set up in this reality that's very similar to a video game almost like levels that you have to pass. And if you don't, you are a prisoner of your own reality. I've just realized that's how things are set up. If you've read Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You've got to listen to this audiobook, at least if you're not a big reader, and just listen to what the left brain has to say, who is basically in this book, it's depicting the devil or the matrix. It's very enlightening and it's very true. Those who don't honor their own path have some kind of fear, which is what the matrix thrives on. So you are stuck in the matrix when you cannot honor your own truth and your own path. For example, like I said, I didn't have support from my family, but I had to honor my own truth and my own path regardless of it. I knew that if I had to walk alone, at least I walk in my truth. And eventually my dreams began to manifest into my reality. And now it's to the point where the people that rejected me and didn't support me are asking for my advice and my help. To unleash your true power, you must be in an authentic energy. You have to release fear because the divine feminine does not thrive on fear. She thrives on love. She thrives on truth and wisdom intuition. She's very much connected to her higher self, or she is aware that she is connected to her higher self because we are not apart from the universe, from God, from our higher self. Secondly, disengage from toxic relationships and people like yesterday. You don't need to feed these relationships in your reality anymore because they are stealing your energy. They are stealing your health and vitality and they don't serve a purpose to your expansion in any way. If they are depleting your energy system and they are making you sick and it does not feel good, it's false, and you are free to turn away from it and disengage. Remember when you release fear, you release the need to be attached to anything. You understand that you are whole, you are complete, And all you need is love. And that love is found within you and your kingdom of consciousness. Unless you want to continue manifesting toxic relationships, you've got to stop giving this attention because it's a distraction and that's the honest truth. I fell into the whole spiritual programming where basically toxicity is a way to catapult your growth. Yes, you can learn many lessons, but the wise learn from other people's mistakes, not their own. So be wise. Do not fall into this trap. You're not ever stuck in a toxic relationship. It's a conscious decision that is made day in and day out. So just completely disengage. Silence the noise. You can see this as the matrix, as a test. And you can go into your imagination and revise. You can change people in your reality. And let's say you're engaging with a toxic person. Well, it's just going to beat it into your brain that this person is toxic and horrible. 
and the cycle continues. And then in the future, you have a lack of trust. You don't want to open up in relationships. You're scared to get hurt. There goes fear manifesting itself. And then you forget your divine nature, your true power, which is love, trust, harmony. So you can go into your imagination and revise these people. Instead of trying to control them and change them outside of you, which is a complete illusion, you go within your imagination and you revise their characteristics and your story and you create a new one. It's that simple. The power and the creative power is inside of you. So harness it and disengage. Number three, surrender control. Control is a masculine trait and it's not a healthy masculine trait. Remember that the only time a masculine seeks to control is when he is a wounded masculine, which is this whole dark feminine thing. Yes, even women, like I've said before, that are exercising the wounded masculine energy and still seeking control and acting like they are not. You are literally trying to control outcomes and you are not resting in your bad energy like you believe you are. Fourth, Treat your body like a temple. Stop giving access to your body so easily. Remember that you multiply as a woman. You multiply whatever energies that you interact with. So when someone's giving you shit, you multiply that energy within your etheric body and it manifests as illness. It manifests as many different things that don't serve your highest good or your expansion. Remember, you are creators. We plant seeds consistently, but as a woman, those seeds also become implanted within our womb. And it's important to realize that your body is a sacred vessel between dimensions. It's the connection between spirit and earth. It's literally the pathway between dimensions. Think about it. So treat it like the temple that it is. And don't be so easy to sleep with just anyone. They need to earn your trust. They need to earn your love. They need to respect your boundaries and your body. Listen to each their own, babe. Especially if you believe to have found the one Sometimes you know right away and you just have that connection. Don't just let anyone touch you or disrespect your body, make you feel uncomfortable. You are not only a prize, but like I said, your body is the vessel between dimensions, the fabric between worlds. No one would exist without going through your beautiful temple. You are the gateway. And this is so empowering because you understand that to give your body to someone is a divine dance of creation. You know that you are creating a third energy and it will either manifest as toxicity in your life or something beautiful, something powerful, a new earth, a new experience. If you are sharing your body, make sure it's with a sacred masculine. It's with someone that is sure of himself that has surrendered to his feminine because that's what the sacred masculine has done and that's why he so easily expresses himself he's not afraid to love you to show it he's not ashamed take care of yourself on all levels of consciousness hopefully that made sense i did my best to explain why i'm not on the dark feminine train and it's so easy to unleash your divine feminine power. You can be sexy as hell 
and you don't need to play that manipulation game, right? It's just, like I said, it's a hurt person. A lot of these women fall into traps and they end up being controlled by men eventually. Because like I said, your actions and your aligned actions and your beliefs are manifesting your reality experiences. Harness your true power, your truth. You are born with this power in you. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. I love you guys and stay tuned for the next episode.